Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. I'm your host, Maurice Rulo. We are here in episode 22 of the Codex Prime Podcast. We are still trucking along. I can't believe it. Aristotle, how are you? Oh, I'm here with you. <laughs> this is 22 times we've done this. And I'm starting to question my sanity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember the previous 21 episodes, if I'm being completely honest. Oh, goodness. Carl Bird, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. We had a little... Are you sure, Carl? <laughs> Oh, I'm fine. I know who everything is. I know where I'm at. Carl Not Batman. Carl is currently in the league concussion protocol. <laughs> we had a bit of a pre-show technical difficulty with a ceiling in Carl Burns. <laughs> but everyone's okay. Oh, goodness. Oh, so I'm, I'm glad you're feeling okay. I'm feeling all right. All right. You're a little, uh, Thumbs up. A little touch and go for a little bit there. And Victor Moyo, Victor Hurawi. Oh, jolly fantastic, man. Always I, glad to be here. I like to hear it. I like to hear that. And we're here with two very special guests from the Lambda Projects, Kendall Brown and Christina Moyette. How are you guys? I'm doing well. Good, good. Thank you for having us. It is our pleasure. This is going to be a good episode. Um, kind of go around, you know, what we've been up to as per usual and go into some of your projects and some of the video production that you guys do. Um, but how about you guys tell us a little about yourselves? Sure. So, um... The Lambda Projects, we like to, to think of ourselves as a visionary partnership. We collaborate with local artists um, to bring a variety of visual content to life, essentially. Um, we create, we design, we work with um, whether it be individual artists or a group um, of people, we consider like what really you want to be your vision of your work. Um, and we make music videos, we do documentaries, we do short films, or whatever visual content you might need. So when we do the Codex Prime podcast, The True Story, we know who to contact. <laughs> we are here. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so is that all local, around Rhode Island or New England area? Yeah, so right now um, most of our artists, actually I think all of our artists have been from Rhode Island, um, so we like to definitely support local talent and local artists from here. Um, you go to water the seeds that are here <laughs> right, in right. order for them to grow and blossom and be great. So we want to definitely highlight a lot of the local artists, but definitely open to, um, you know, up the East Coast or sure. anyone else who's willing to collaborate with us too. Nice. Now, are you guys, um, are you guys more behind the scenes or are you both behind the scenes? Uh, behind the scenes in terms of... When you do it, shooting the videos, um, or are you in front of the camera? Oh, no, 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 no. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I dare not step in front of the camera. Um, we are definitely behind the scenes. Um, we do the camera work. Um, we do the editing. Uh, if you have a concept that you're not too sure about, we can come up with a concept for you. Um, we work with a concept that you already have, so we're mainly behind the scenes. Awesome. That's awesome. We're definitely going to get a little bit more into that. Um, so as you're getting involved in the production aspect and everything, not just the actual technical filming. Oh, the, the whole production. That's, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, we're, we're a two-man yeah, two team, so we have to wear many hats. And, so it's yeah. just the two of you? Yes. It's just oh, the two goodness. Yeah. Oh, wow. So everything that's, from wow. start to end, we yeah. get our hands in. So That's great. Keeping oh. ourselves pretty busy. That's awesome. That's a lot of work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of fun. Very cool. And um, so how, how long have you guys been in this field and with the Lambda Projects? Well, I, I've been in the field since uh, probably about 2004, but as a group, um, the two of us, we've only been together for a year mm -hmm. doing it as a, as a team. 
celebrating our one year Lambda Project anniversary <laughs> this week, actually. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's wow. Timing. So, Perfect. Special coming soon. <laughs> Stay tuned. You guys, uh, and uh, what's the your YouTube page? The Lambda Project. Okay, good, perfect. Because um, there is a lot already up there. Is it all YouTube, or do you have other areas where you have your stuff posted up? Uh, currently, it's just the YouTube. Mm -hmm. We do have a web page, but that's something that we um, we will revisit and kind of reconstruct. Under construction, yes. Definitely under construction. It's, it's, yeah, so it's, is ours. It doesn't exist. <laughs> Same with our YouTube we, page. We have a little deep, bit of information. Under yeah. <laughs> but don't you worry. We have top men <laughs> <laughs> well, if, you, if you know an intern or somebody who needs some credits, I mean, send them our way. We're always looking to uh, work with other folks, too. We would probably no. just use them ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you guys do official projects and you're willing to take on some youngins, <laughs> I know somebody who works at a high school. Everybody has to start somewhere. That's true. That's very true. And where did you get your start? I actually got my start, I went to school in New Jersey, um, a school called um, New Jersey City University, but even before that, um, I just always had this thing where it's, it's, as soon as I listened to music, I would automatically draw pictures in my head about the visuals and stuff like that, and when it was time to um, decide on what I wanted to major in the school, I just went on a women and chose uh, media production. Nice. And you and I have no background in film or production. Actually, well, that's a lie. I was a extra in an independent film uh, produced by Fred Dursk. Um, Whoa, from Limp Bizkit? From, yeah, from Limp Bizkit. Oh, that's random. <laughs> <laughs> um, he actually it's used to live across the street from my grandma. Did he? Yeah, one of his relatives. He produced um, a film in Providence called The Education of Charlie Banks. And um, you can catch me in a dancing like prom scene. Um, so I was an extra in that, so that was my kind of first debut, I guess. Um, but other than that, I really have no background in film. Um, but I think that what I bring to the table for the Lambda Projects is like my organizational skills, my get stuff done, mm -hmm. um, getting on track, staying on track and budget and locations and all that. So I think I bring that kind of lens to the Lambda Projects, which is definitely needed, especially when you're working just with two people. You have to... Yeah. If you don't have that, then the projects don't happen. We know from experience. Yeah, so you, you are the Lambda Projects victor. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Victor. You think we wrote this document? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Love Victor to keep us organized. This wouldn't be a show. It would be a yes show. Yes. <laughs> he actually picked us up from work and brought us here. How nice of him. Um, so uh, we're definitely going to get uh, more into that as we go along. Um, outside of the Lambda Projects, what do you guys like to do for fun? More film? <laughs> Me, I honestly like to just sit and watch music videos all the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely have just sat and watched videos after videos and kind of like dissect them and think about how we would have approached um, specific videos with a song and watching video um, without music too um, and just watching it for um, the motion picture that it is. Um, you know, we hang out at Starbucks and chat about ideas and create stories and um, we're in the middle of writing some um, short film scripts looking for a writer, you know one. Um, to, you know, to make some of our own short films and, and that sort of thing, too, so. So we basically live film. <laughs> <laughs> live film, have exactly. you, um Have you uh, entered in any um, competitions or projects or, uh, like, festivals, anything like that? No, not yet. Um, when we first 
started working together it was actually for a feature that I had written mm -hmm. um, the project kind of fell through the intentions for the project was to enter in festivals but I think that I kind of took the project and kind of dissected it too much and it kind of just got out of hand for myself mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of on the back burner so we haven't really had any anything that we entered any festivals in mm -hmm. um, as of yet nice uh Eris and myself did do the 48 hour film project. Oh, we was interested in doing that. Yeah. Victor. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, sorry, Vic. <laughs> Not Vic I didn't join in at that time. But. <laughs> yeah, it was a, that was a good time. I actually just said, tell me where to be and what to do, and I'll do it. Yeah. Victor and I have done it for a few years, actually. We've got a couple of uh, 48 hour uh, films out there that we've entered. So. You did the past, um, this past one? Yes. Yep. You did the sci fi one or the, the previous one? Oh, uh, I was not involved in the previous year. Okay. Um, I know Victor was. Yep. I took a uh, sabbatical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been involved in the three before that, and the last one. I think I've done four. What film did you guys enter? Um, this year we did uh, the buddy comedy um, genre. Uh, it was ours. It was called uh, Forever Buddies. True Buddies. 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 Sorry. You should be ashamed. You should be ashamed. Still waiting on the director's cut, Dugan. <laughs> yes. If you're listening. Still waiting on that. Um, yeah, True Buddies. So it was just a little funny, um, short. Um, no, it's it's fun. It's one of the things that I look forward to every year. I, I am also a fan of just um, film work, and, and that weekend is always just a really good time. We have a good team um, of folks that we work with. Um and, you know, we, we're, we're still uh, getting better. We just do it for fun. You know, yeah. there's a lot of people that, that, you know, are way more serious and technically better than we are. But doubt anybody has more fun than you. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a commitment for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. Totally. Now, if you guys are big into films and you love films, I know who you should talk to. Vic. <laughs> Vic, what, you got a stack there. You got what, what you got there? Yes. Uh, well, uh the uh, Criterion Collection sale at Barnes & Noble, which mm -hmm. I look forward to every year. <laughs> July, Christmas comes to, in July and November. Mm -hmm. um, I actually bought a stack of uh, eight... A literal stack. <laughs> of uh, eight Criterion films, all of which are awesome. Um, awesome filmmaking greatness here. Mm -hmm. I bought a Mulholland Drive, great David Lynch film. Uh, Day for Night by Francois Truffaut, an Oscar-winning classic. Uh, Roman Polanski's Macbeth, uh, it's a great film. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom by Wes Anderson, one of my favorite directors. Ikiro by Akira Kurosawa, one of the all-time great directors. Um, a Special Day, another classic Italian film, Golden Globe winner for Best Foreign Language Film. In Cold Blood, uh, this one's by Richard Brooks, based on the Truman Capote novel. Awesome, awesome film. Uh, great black and white cinematography, true crime story. And uh, Dress to Kill, which is a great uh, erotic thriller, which I can't get enough of. So yeah, um, I really wish like <laughs> I really wanted one of those to be like National Lampoon something. National Lampoon's Van Wilder. That's my favorite Criterion yeah. movie, Vic. Yeah, that's not on the Criterion collection, so and never will be. Criterion and chill tonight, huh? <laughs> yes. Boom. Yes. I can get with that. I can get with that. Yes. And you have a nice little talk afterwards. That's great. Have you have you watched? Have you gone through the gauntlet again and watching all of those movies? Yes, I have. I have watched all of them. Wow. Wow. Yep. Um, That's impressive, Vic. That's <laughs> really <Yep>. impressive. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Criterion Collection. I've been doing that. Criterion and chilling this past <laughs> weekend. Um, I also watched uh, two two very good films over the weekend as well. New theatrical releases. Uh, first of which I'll get into briefly is Brooklyn. 
that's a, a romantic period uh, drama starring Saoirse Ronan. Uh, she was also in other films like Atonement and Hannah, which are which is which is which is pretty cool. And this film is, uh, takes place in 1952. It's uh, Saoirse Ronan. She plays this uh, girl named uh, Elish uh, Lacey, who basically immigrants. Uh, immigrates to uh, Brooklyn from Ireland and to start a new life where you know she figures that there's no there's really no prospects in in her native Ireland so she comes to Brooklyn and then she kind of you know tries to find her way and then she ends up falling in love with this uh, young Italian fella named Tony and um, and they, and they hit it off and they kind of build their relationship and and throughout and throughout the throughout the movie she has to go back to Ireland and then where she ends up meeting another guy who and who you know who may also be a potential a suitor as well. So she kind of has to juggle like who 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 should who should she choose? And the whole film is great. Um, uh, it was written by Nick Hornby, who also wrote um, the uh, the novel, and I think he also wrote the screenplay for High Fidelity, uh, which also stars John Cusack and um, mm -hmm. Jack Black. Mm -hmm. And it's a it's a it's a pretty terrific film. It's a it's an ideal date movie. And um, and Saoirse Ronan's performance was terrific. She was like you know very has a very heartfelt performance. And you know the whole film is about like her personal journey, yeah. her growing as a woman, as a person, as an autonomous uh, being. And you kind of and you kind of. You know, you're drawn into her story, and it's a, it's a, it's a very sweet, wonderful, wonderfully made tale. Um, so, like I said, uh, Brooklyn, it's a, it's a it's a very good film. Definitely check it out if you're into uh, you know period uh, romantic dramas. And the second film that I saw, as well as you did, Aris, uh, was uh, Creed. Oh yeah, and, Creed. <laughs> yes, and let me tell you, I I I you know as a I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the Rocky series, and I, to me, the first film, the first Rocky film, said everything that needed to be said about that franchise. It's, the, it's still the best film, in my opinion. And the sequels got progressively entertaining and more dumber at the same time, <laughs> especially with Rocky Four. I mean, where he travels to Russia and becomes the American Superman. And he Rocky's one through four are classics, each and every one of them. Yeah, and then there's uh, Rocky Five, right. which we won't talk about. And then, and then uh, Rocky Five is the worst. Oh yeah, Tommy Gunn is the worst. Yes, he I is. I hate Tommy Gunn mm -hmm. so much. Worst yes. cinematic character in the history. Of history, <laughs> quite possibly. Quite possibly, man. And then uh, Rocky Balboa, which was very good as well. And Creed, um, this film is actually like a spin-off and a continuation of the franchise. Uh, this time it follows um, Adonis Creed, who's the son of the late uh, Apollo Creed, and, uh, and is played by Michael B. Jordan, who also starred in Fruitvale Station, yeah. and, um, which is also a powerful film. And, that, and this film, Creed, was also directed by Ryan Coogler, who also directed Fruitvale Station. Mm -hmm. And this film, let me tell you, it was, it was great. And in, in fact, so much so that in my view, Creed is actually on par with the first Rocky film. And I just, I just loved it. I mean, the the story, the story, the story really drew me in. Um, I really loved the cinematography. Uh, the cinematography was done by uh, Maurice Alberti, who also did the cinematography for The Wrestler, which is one of my favorite films. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. Uh, by yeah. Darren Aronofsky. Great movie. And um, and there's there's like there's like one scene in particular, one fight scene, one boxing scene where it's all done in one continuous take, no cuts. Mm -hmm. And Count it's true buddies. <laughs> well, kind of like that, but, but but you know, ours had our, ours had far less punching. In it, yeah. But I it did was, get put in an arm lock. I'm just saying. Yeah, you, you did. But um, it was but it was like technically it was well done. And also, what was great about the film was Sylvester Stallone, who you know continues who reprises his role as Rocky Balboa, and like this this is straight up straight up his best performance in decades. I mean, wow! Like his his performance is so heartfelt. That I won't lie, I actually teared up. I actually cried in two scenes in the uh, movie, and I did not. Ha I did not. I did we'll not. Ex that part out. 
I did not expect. <laughs> I, I did not expect to have that kind of reaction from this movie. Like mm -hmm. there was one scene where he's talking with uh, Adonis in, in the locker room, and he's talking about all the stuff, all the things that he's lost. And when he, when I was watching St Stallone just just you know d just perform, I had tears well up in my eyes, and the tears just started streaming down my face. Oh my and I'm God. like, and I'm like, oh my God, this is this is really powerful stuff. I mean, I Were mean, you alone at the theater. Oh well, no, it was kind of packed. Um, <laughs> I was alone wow. in my row, though. I was alone in my row. Oh, I didn't know he was in touch with you. Very lucky. But, right, he was alone because everybody moved away. <laughs> but I was, I was sitting there, and I was just like, the tears were just streaming down my face, and I'm like, oh my god, you were just alone. And I also cried at the last scene of the film, which I won't get into any details, but... Man, this film was just a true emotional roller coaster. I, I loved it. In fact, it's my second favorite film of the year, right behind The Martian. And it's definitely going to be in my top 10 to 20 films of the year. So, oh my God. Creed, if, if you're a fan of the Rocky, Rocky franchise, even if you're not, definitely check it out. Um, Aris, what did you think about it? I, I definitely did not cry during the movie. <laughs> but, I mean, afterwards, afterwards. The, I mean, I will say I'm not a crier. I don't cry at very many things. Yep. Um, I'm not the type to cry at funerals, for example. I'm just saying, I am. It is very it is. tough for me to cry. I feel bad. Yeah, right, I feel right, right. bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I try to express it with water out of my eyes. That's all. Um, but I do agree with everything that Victor said. Um, this film had just a a ton of callbacks to the original Rocky mm. to the point where to me um, it felt very much like a parallel of that movie yeah. um, like you you could have basically called this like a relaunch or a remake um, of, of this uh, franchise and, and it would have fit um, just because there are a lot of parallels um, with it uh, especially one that um, from the original Rocky like you said I, uh, that's one of my favorite movies of all time um, that's a masterpiece in my eyes right. and um, Adrian was uh, one of the more enjoyable um, parts of that film because she was not your traditional leading lady. She was sort of a you know mousy, um, damaged, uh, but but still kind of a deep character um, in that movie. And uh, the the female protagonist of, of this uh, of this film as well, the the main love interest, is pretty much uh, the 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 same. Um, the same way. Mm -hmm. um, do, you, do you remember uh, the actress's name um, uh, who played her? Tessa Thompson. Yes, okay. Mm -hmm. um, she, she was really good uh, in, in her role in this film as well. I thought that she complimented uh, Michael B. Jordan uh, very well uh, in all of their scenes. Everything that, that it felt like there was a real um, connection there mm -hmm. uh, in, in their scenes, which was really cool. Uh, I'm not one to really notice um, a lot of the technical aspects of the movie because I just tend to let myself be immersed in the story. But I felt that the soundtrack for this movie was straight up terrific. Yeah. It was one of the best movie soundtracks that I've heard in a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of that... To me, it was also because it had so many callbacks to the original Rocky. Mm -hmm. I felt that that movie also had an iconic soundtrack, and this called back to it a lot. Like, yeah. obviously, there was a very, very much a modern hip-hop um, influence to it, and obviously, that's fine. Um, it, it's more of a hip-hop feel to the movie in general because of Michael B. Jordan's character, um, where he came from, and, and he's very much part of that culture, obviously. Um, so the hip-hop slant makes a ton of sense, but sort of the um, themes, um, as far 
far as the theme songs and music um, that was incorporated into a lot of the movie in sort of similar fashion as it was in the original Rocky really brought me back to that film, which was really, really cool. Mm -hmm. um, they did an excellent job uh, with that part. Just, I felt like the music was a character in this movie as much as, uh, you know, the actual actors. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, you know, the, the, the person who did uh, the, the audio, the, the music for this uh, freaking bang-up job. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Nicely done. Uh, and I'd be remiss if I did not mention, the fights were awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, as, um... They punched the crap out of each other. It was, it was pretty good. Also, one last thing. I'll let you continue. I just have to say. The last fight in this movie was really fantastic. It brought, you know, it brought back everything that a good Rocky movie is. A real nice, good slugfest. Mm -hmm. um, I won't ruin anything uh, about the fights themselves, but I will say, just going back to my point about the music, when the characters made their entrance for that final fight, mm -hmm. I was just ready to jump on my damn chair. Like, yeah. it was like... <laughs> Adonis Creed chose uh, Tupac's Hail Mary as his entrance song, and I'm just sitting oh, yeah. here like, that's perfect. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And then uh, the main antagonist of the movie, when he comes out, like, the way that they made his entrance was, it made him look like a monster. Like, I'm just like, oh my god, this dude's just about to come out and tear someone no, up. I know in Rocky Balboa, they and had a real boxer be the... Villain? I do not know if this guy was a real boxer. Okay. I I would not be shocked if he was. Mm -hmm. Um, he was really good actually. Mm -hmm. The main the main dude was actually really good. Nice. Um, and like, it 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 might be on par, if not better. Than Mayweather bringing out the Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> it's really close. It was that good. So do you even need to see any of the previous Rockies in order to see this movie and enjoy it? I don't think so. No. Not not in my um, not in my view. It definitely enhances the experience. Mm -hmm. But this this uh, film very much stand can stand on its own. Nice. Um, but if you if you have seen the the previous Rockies, obviously you will get a lot yeah. more out of it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I'm sold, on, I'm sold on your reviews. I'm going to see it. <laughs> yes. And today's Tuesday, really right? Tickets are cheaper on Tuesday. Right to the theater from here. <laughs> I was supposed to see it this weekend and uh, did not get a chance to, so I'm very upset, but I will definitely be seeing it. It, it might be my favorite movie of the year. Oh, yeah. Wow. Like, it, it, well, it, was, it was really that good. It's better than Straight Outta Compton. You love Straight Outta Compton. I do love Straight Outta Compton. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's <laughs> one of my favorite movies of the year. Creed is better. Yeah. Creed is definitely better than Straight Outta Compton. For nice. sure. Cool. Yeah. Now, as uh, filmmakers and being behind the scenes, we talked a little bit about the Criterion Collection and some Creed. What are your... When you're going to see movies, what do you guys look for? <laughs> do you like the big blow-em-up action movies like I do? I love them. <laughs> <laughs> um... The, the more skyscrapers that you drive a car through, the better. <laughs> I like more the the story element. Like mm -hmm. I'm really into like feeling those emotions and kind of connecting with it. Um, I must say that after studying, you know, uh, film and video in school, it's kind of um, what do I want to say. Changes. changes your perspective. Yes, I can't go to a movie and just enjoy the that movie. Was, that, was there a transition after you started doing it? I pick apart everything because um, when I first started, I was more into the editing, which I, I mm -hmm. love the editing part, so I was paying attention to like the cuts and why they use certain scenes and like, you know, the, the, um, 
the, the music bed and stuff like that and it's it's been really really hard for me to actually just enjoy a film just to enjoy the film because I pick apart everything and when you're in the theater you can't rewind to, yeah. to see <laughs> what was going on so it's 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 really hard but in terms of what I like about a movie is I, I like the, the story and like feeling the emotions mm -hmm. of, of what's do you try to avoid seeing it in the theater for that reason um, no, because the theater, like, what gets me is, like, whatever distribution company is, is behind the movie. I love, like, the dun -dun -dun -dun. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it gives me butterflies inside, and it's just like, yeah. you know, I hope one day that I can build a film that, you know, mm -hmm. I can reach to the big screen. It's like, whenever I hear, like, the Paramount, the Lion Gate, all that, it just, it really yeah. gives me, like, just butterflies inside. Absolutely. And Christina, yourself? Kendall kind of took the words out of my mouth, too. So for the last year, I have not been able to watch a movie to enjoy the movie now that I've been tainted. Um, <laughs> thinking about when people walk into the scene, when they leave, cutting. Like, so being from the behind the scenes, I'm thinking about what was going on when everything in this movie or this scene was happening. And so it's been really hard for me to actually enjoy um, a film for the story. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually watched, you, you mentioned Straight Outta Compton, so I watched Straight Outta Compton twice. Um, the first time I watched it, I was looking for the, um, the cuts and the sounds and the music. And the second time I watched it, I watched it to enjoy the film. Mm -hmm. um, so I was able to actually enjoy it, and I thought it was a great film too. Um, I, like Victor, I'm a crier, so <laughs> I... Put the box of tissues next to me and put on a good chick flick, um, romantic comedy, 50 first dates I can watch like a hundred times and I will always feel emotional. It's um, one of Victor's favorites too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so, um, definitely good, you know, romantic comedy. Um, I heard Brooklyn's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, get I get to check out Brooklyn too. <laughs> definitely, I'm sold on those two films. <laughs> gotta check those out. I feel like I never want to really be behind the scenes because then every, I don't know if I can see a movie after that. <laughs> so I need to stay away. I'll stick with the Just acting. Just compartmentalize, man. Yes. Yeah. But I'll I think you appreciate the film oh, yeah. way more when you know how much work went into mm -hmm. creating, whether it's a minute film, whether it's a feature, um, and how much work and planning actually went into that. Yep. And until I was getting my hands dirty in that process, I was like, oh, it's just a video, <laughs> oh, it's just a movie. And mm -hmm. I'm like, holy moly, like there's a lot of stuff, a lot of people, a lot of sweat, a lot of tears, a lot of everything that goes into mm -hmm. um, into work. Yep. For films, so imagine like, the such type of stuff we do compared to like a multi-million dollar, multi, multiple hundreds of millions <laughs> yeah. of dollars Hollywood production. Like exactly. that is the scale of that. Those projects is insane when you think about it. Definitely. That definitely scares me coming from we're like so low budget and just a two man team. It kind of like really scares me to think about being on a set like that big and like such a big multitude of, you know. Don't ever work on. for Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Fox who? Because <laughs> it's X-Men. They are known to chew and spit out those indie directors, man. Mm -hmm. Josh Trank being the latest one. All oh, right, <laughs> yeah, Fantastic Four. Uh, that's why you you saw that, right? Oh yes, that. I saw uh, that. I'm not even going to discuss it. I just want to let everybody know it's just as bad as the review said it was. Don't watch it. Okay. Yeah. Did your boy Doctor Doom dirty? <laughs> as, a, as a Fantastic Four fan, I just feel like I have to, but I'm just like it's awful. I'm scared calm. to watch it. It is legit that, horrible. I keep it's that bad. I really love Michael B. Jordan as an actor. I, boy, I that's that's my boy. Yeah. And 
there was no chemistry between the actors in that movie. Like the Fantastic Four might as well just have been like four. Those four. Those four. <laughs> but he wasn't the he wasn't the original director attached to that movie, was he? Josh Trank was. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. He did not have a very good time. Mm. <laughs> but again, that's not unusual for Fox production. Yeah, no, I think the whole production was a hot mess like the whole way through. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was a reboot itself. Well, Fox likes to let the uh, like the, the suits get involved in the actual uh, creative process. Oh. They love to do that. <laughs> That's their thing. We won't talk about Fantastic Four, though. No, we won't. You know what I did watch, though? What's that? I saw The Hunger Games, J Part 2. Oh, we have to go see that. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw Part 1 for the first time. So oh, now cool. Part 2. So, yeah, there you go. I, I have not watched my wife that one mocking... I mean, hit, what did it call? Hunger, Hunger Games. Games? <laughs> yeah, Hunger Games. I have not watched that one movie. Oh, okay. I've read, I've read all the books. Like, I was a fan of the books um, from back before the movies came out and everything. Um, so I had to see it through. Yeah. Uh, Mockingjay was the worst book out of the oh, trilogy. Really? I only read the first one. And I actually feel like the films did a better job than the book did um, in, in, in sort of finishing the story and telling it. It was, it was better. Um, I did enjoy it. It was a good film. Jennifer Lawrence uh, still doing a bang-up job. How was her wig? Katniss Everdeen. It was fine. Okay. I did not notice it. So. I noticed it in the first one. <laughs> I, just, I was just curious because I was she's like... She's always killing it, yeah. She's, yeah. she's great. I love her to death. But that wig in that part one was not great. <laughs> not great. Sure. That's what I get for being behind the scenes at one time. That <laughs> movie, the best movie. Too many I know a bad wig when I see one. Oh, man. I'm good. I'm glad. It was, so it, it wrapped it up very nicely. Yeah, it wrapped it up. Yeah, it wrapped it up well. Um, our, our characters, you know, get, get a final ending. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there won't be any more. There's no room for any spin-offs there, Hollywood. I'm sure they'll figure it out. Um, yeah. <laughs> Somehow, some way. We're doing a Harry Potter prequel trilogy based off of like a 50-page book. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. My wife enjoyed it. It's a good date movie. If you've seen um, the rest of the uh, films, uh, go ahead uh, and go take a look. The actors are, are pretty good. Um, the action is better than uh, I felt pretty much any of the other movies in the series, um, which is good because I didn't feel that the action was all that great in any of the other ones. But there are some really cool um, setups um, and action scenes in this one. Um, that are kind of similar to the stuff that they did in when they were in the games, um, like during the war and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it uh, it brings us all all you know the the conclusion to Peta, mm -hmm. our boy Peta Malark, <laughs> <laughs> and Katniss and all those guys. Uh, and there are some really uh, good, really surprising moments. So uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Nice. Have you ever seen Battle Royale? I have not. Victor, but I have that? both of them. Yeah, that I've been meaning. I have I have both movies. I have mm -hmm. Battle Royale one and two, and I keep meaning to uh, watch them, and I haven't gotten around to it. Have you seen those? Uh, I haven't. So it's, it's a Japanese film mm -hmm. for those who have not seen it. Um, which with a similar. Concept. No, it is the Hunger Games. Yeah, <laughs> like before the Hunger before the Hunger Games, Games, the Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a uh, very very similar concept, but much more it's violent. Exactly the in, same concept. It is almost exactly <laughs> the same. It is pretty much the same, but. There's, but it's really good too. I saw that. That was really fun. That's one of those Japanese. It's like a movies. martial arts. We haven't even seen it. Really you know. Gory. That's yeah. what it is. It's like yeah. a martial arts, you know, gory action version of the Hunger Games. And that that came out before the Hunger Games. Yes. Yeah, that was my question. Yeah, 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 yeah. It did. Yeah. The Hunger Games basically stole the idea. From I'm pretty that. sure that's where she got her idea, and then did her own little spin on it. Uh, yeah. for sure. She um, put a love story in the middle. Hey. Yeah. Well, I don't know if uh, Battle Royale has a love story, so I shouldn't. I shouldn't speak on that. 
Not really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've actually seen it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, interesting. You've seen both or just one? Just one. Oh, okay. Just your first one. Did you uh, enjoy it? Yeah. Did you enjoy more than 100 games? I don't know. Enjoyed so. the action more than the yeah. Hunger Games. Yeah, well, okay. Here's here's the thing about that the uh, Battle Royale is I saw because I used to see the uh, 24 Hour Film Festival mm-hmm. in uh, Boston or Somerville Theater, uh, Massachusetts, and it's all sci-fi, 24 hours straight. You sit in the theater, boom. I'd always get sick afterwards, so I stopped going. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally the worst week after. But sometimes, so the crowd expects certain movies. So when you show them a movie like Labyrinth. They hate it because it's more like fantasy and not really sci-fi. Um, they showed Cowboy Bebop and they loved it. Oh yeah! Oh, so good. I love um, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, that's great. Oh, so good. Um, so this one when it came on because it's not really it is sci-fi because it's like a just it's, it's supposed to be like a yeah. different future. Um, and you get the crowd in there and they're not really and I knew what it was. I had heard of it because of Hunger Games. Um, but I was like, what are they gonna expect? And it's all little kids, younger kids. And it's Japan. <laughs> And it's Hunger Games, <laughs> so you can imagine. And people were appalled. <laughs> they were appalled in that crowd. I was just like, oh, God. Wait, were they be... appalled that it was like, they felt it was cribbing off the Hunger Games? Or were they appalled because of the violence? Because I've heard that's a very violent That film. one. Oh, okay. With the kids. <laughs> the young children. Kill the girls. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, yeah, but I'm not gonna spoil it, so I still recommend seeing it. But if oh, you're going, in, if you're going in saying, "Oh, this is gonna be like I love Hunger Games," I'm gonna look Battle Royale. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. I don't think. I don't think. Right, I'm um, actually gonna watch it now. You should definitely see. It. Yeah, 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 I haven't seen the second one. I didn't even know there was a second one. There totally is. That's that's cool. But that's where I saw a lot of my so like safety not guaranteed. I saw a lot of movies I would not normally see at the 24 hour hmm. film festival for sci-fi. Cool. Um, so that, yeah, that was really good. Get that for next next episode. <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts on that. Now I'm really curious. I'll try to get it in. Uh, Carl Bird, you said you were up to so much this past week after Man, weeks of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Literally nothing. <laughs> it really has been a week. But um, tell us like one thing. Just one thing. <laughs> Just one Carl. Maybe <laughs> two if you're crazy. Um, I did read a uh, comic that was recommended by a friend from the friend of the show, uh, Jim Savard. By it's called Steam Man, uh, which is written by Joe Lansdale. It's basically like. It's about uh, like this giant robot by, by that was built by this guy like a hundred years ago after like like saved uh, like an apocalypse happened in like eighteen ninety eight. Mm-hmm. So I mean I just read the first issue, but it's like really I'm like damn you know the apocalypse in the eighteen hundreds. Let's see like what's that about. So I'm gonna be catching up on that. That's actually an interesting question. How come the apocalypse ever happened back then? Why is it always current day? <laughs> yeah. So is it like a steampunk setting then? Yeah, it's like um, yeah, it's like this really old-fashioned like giant robot. Like if it was like a power, it's like a power like, Rangers Megazord, but yeah. I actually meant to ask you to bring that so I can borrow it. And I like forgot. The Iron Giant. <laughs> it's like the Iron Giant. Yes. Oh, more Iron yeah, more or less like the Iron Giant. So um, I'm looking forward to getting into that. Um, I've been watching a lot of uh, Marvel's Jessica Jones. Yeah, she's Jessica Jones. Very good. Uh, me and my significant other, we've been watching that, so I can't really finish it without her. <laughs> <laughs> she won't let me. My finish. wife went ahead without really? me. <laughs> For the whole really, year. it's not okay. I know she's gonna I be just, I just like went to the living room, and she's sitting here. I'm like, what is? What are you watching? What's that? Is that, is that the same girl that's in Jessica Jones? That is Jessica Jones. <laughs> <laughs> 
And What's going on right yeah. now? And, and all I, year you cannot watch Daredevil because you were waiting for your watch. Right. It took me like five months to finish Daredevil because I wanted. We were watching it together, and I waited. She betrayed me. That's what you get. And she's now like three episodes ahead on Jessica Jones. Why do you have to wait for somebody to watch a show? Just finish it on your own. No, so she is watching experience, Vic. Yeah. She violated the code. Yes, yes. See, what you do is you watch it, watch it on your own, then watch it again with her. Duh. I hate it. It's not the same. Twice. No, it's not the same. Because you're too anxious for the next episode. And when they backtrack and then you go, like, all right, when's the next episode? Because you want to get ahead. Right. So you, you got to watch spoil it together. Yeah. Yeah. Spoil it. Say everything. You oh. Say everything. <laughs> yeah, thankfully, I don't have to worry about that problem. <laughs> <laughs> you will soon. Don't worry. Don't worry. Are you sure, thankfully, Vic? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, amongst all my binge watching and stuff. I'm just going to go straight into the mid-season finale of The Walking Dead this no, past season. No, no spoilers. Ah, no spoilers. No, All right, okay. I have so not seen it. We, you know, we can smart. discuss how I was right that Glenn... Wait, did you guys see I that? Know, like, well, we missed, we, we've missed like the entire sixth season. Like, whatever okay. Oh, I was right, right about Glenn. Let's just keep it at that. All right, all right, all right. So you guys, sir, I shake your hand. You were right. We're implementing a new spoiler policy for the Codex Prime podcast. <laughs> we're going to start doing, for TV shows, we're going to wait the two weeks. If you haven't seen them by then, I mean, obviously not now because we're not going to spoil the entire season for you. <laughs> forget about you. Okay, that's the new rule. Carl, you went with your heart. I went with empirical evidence based on the show's history. My and mind I was, was right. I, uh, after talking with other Walking Dead fans, my mind was changed. And then just I just talked to me, Carl. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't just so, be you. Yeah. So what's your others? What's your preferred, 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 excuse me, method of watching week by week, or just DVR everything, or get it all on Netflix? Well, after we've experienced the Netflix thing, it's like week after week, waiting week after can't, week is too yeah. long. Can't go back. You just yeah. want to yeah. watch. Yeah, I'm the only one who enjoys that. No, <laughs> yeah. it's too like much. I enjoy like. Having the conversations at work with people like, yo, did you see it yet? And then, boom. Yeah, and no, that part's cool. Bro. You're right. But we, we can discuss Jessica Jones that way, and that's all out. That's it, it, we good will, point. Once everyone sees it. But it's just like, that's so perfect. You just, every episode's right there. Yeah. I'm literally, I'm already done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk to anyone about it. I just want to enjoy it for myself. <laughs> we, we will discuss Jessica Jones more in depth when the rest of us have had a chance yes. to catch up. Yes. <laughs> so you just go right ahead. Shall, I shall be caught up by But just tell Milner that it's for the show. Listen, she has broken the code. <laughs> Therefore, I will now feel free to uh, get ahead of her. Nice. Well, it's fine. So next yes, week, is gonna, we're going to be catching up on... It's the Wild West out there now. <laughs> there are no rules. Next week, we'll definitely catch up on our mid-season finales. And we'll even talk to our content call bird. Cool. cool. <laughs> Wait, was it good? Can you at least say that? I expected more for a mid-season finale, but okay. But keep watching after the credits. Oh, Walking Dead. But I think that's what the last was it maybe last the last two seasons or so that it seems like that's people's reactions. Just like Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's not like it was when it first came out. It's just kind of just slowly like. Well, it's because they've sort of like they've killed off like to me. It feels like they've killed off so many characters. Uh, and they haven't replaced them with anyone that we can attach to emotionally. Mm-hmm. That now if they kill the guys that are left for like shock value at a mid-season finale, I'm done. Yeah. It's oh. like uh, WWE. It's all mid-carders. No right. Man. <laughs> no <laughs> main event flares. Like they can't kill Rick. Get the they can't. Difference in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any of the main guys. Yeah, because I know right. a lot of people like yourself. Right. They like can't Darryl. kill Daryl. Right. 
they can probably Please kill don't Carl. Kill no, don't. No. Yeah, so no. No. four that viewers is, are that stop is watching. Everyone's view. If Daryl dies, that's her TV boo. <laughs> that is the end of that show. Yeah. Daryl done. Walking Dead done. I feel like, and I stopped watching a few seasons ago because the. Uh, because yeah, because it was at one point I was watching and um, a friend of mine mentioned this and I'm like this the only reason I was still watching is because I wanted to be one of those people who was like yeah I was fucking dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to be one of those people even though I didn't want to talk about it even though I was really bored the entire hour yeah. and I hate waiting an entire week I just feel like I was watching it just to say I watched Walking Dead but mm-hmm. I just get everything from you guys I think you jumped off a little early like it got better after you quit though like the prison season, definitely. That was good. That was, that was the best. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed the. I watched the prison season. Oh, you so you quit yeah, right I mean, after that. I, wa- I Did quit. you watch the governor? Yeah, I wa- I stopped watching. That was the, the prison season. I stopped watching the in the eye patch. I stopped watching the episode before the mid season finale where he got good governor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the governor got his. Okay. Yes, right. That's why I stopped watching because I was just like it just turned it off and I was just like yeah, it yeah. went downhill from there a little bit. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Maybe I'll get back on it one day. And I did talk to someone that did see uh, Fear the Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and they just said, don't watch it. Oh, I didn't <laughs> want to watch it. But nobody I... talks about that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I, I was actually like, should dumb. I watch that one? I've not heard yeah. much of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm all set. Did anybody watch Into the Badlands? No. I felt mm-hmm. I have not gone back after episode one. I haven't mm-hmm. gone back, like, at all. all right, I think I'm, like, you know, I had to download the AMC app just so I can catch up. Yeah. I watched the first episode. Mm. Pretty good. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. 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 Like, the, the action scenes were very well executed. We discussed it. Victor was yeah. all hating on it, remember? Nope. Yes, the last episode we recorded, we went over into the Badlands. I loved it. Oh. Victor was like, meh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. basically how that yeah. went. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Eris, and I, <laughs> Eris and I realized today that we have no memory of certain events in our life. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, things just get blocked out. Uh, it's actually so. pretty good. Quick story. Quick story. Remember how a couple episodes ago I got that um, new... Nintendo 3DS XL. Yeah. And I'm like, hey man, I'm having a hankering to go back in time and play one of those old Pokemon games I used to play when I was a kid, right? I was, was going to like get one of the new ones eventually at some point once I'm done with that Zelda. So this weekend, we're going to put up the Christmas tree we did. Um, I went downstairs to the basement to get our basket of ornaments and I found in uh, my old case of games. I found all my DS games and I'm going through them and I'm like, huh, I did not know I had Pokemon Diamond for the Nintendo DS. When did that happen? So I, I grab it. I go up to the 3DS, which is backwards compatible, I'm happy to report. I did not know that <laughs> when I bought that thing. I pop in that Pokemon Diamond. I fire it up. The first save says, I have 59 hours into this game. <laughs> I fire it up. The save is at the very last save point, right before Victory Road, which is the very last save point of the game. Which means I beat that game. Which means I forgot a grand total of sixty hours of my life. <laughs> well, you do. Well, you do have memory issues, Alice. The best part about this story is when he turned to tell me I had just finished googling something because I was listening to Mick Foley on the Steve Austin podcast today, and I was thinking to myself as I was listening to it, as Ayers was coming to this realization, I was like, I really wish. Mick, I'm like, why wasn't Mick Foley on this podcast earlier? Because they're really good friends. And then during the show, Mick Foley's like, oh yeah, we talked about this on a previous episode. And I was like, huh? I didn't remember that episode. I go back and Google it. Yeah, it was like a year ago. And I just totally <laughs> forgot he was on the show. And I, was, I literally still had the Google up searching the episode when I was turning around to tell that story. I was like, that's weird. And I remember all of the guests except for that one. So my brain just blocked it out. And blocked out. Was it good? <laughs> I don't know. 
Pokemon. It was good. I when I was going through my Pokédex, <laughs> and I was looking at my Pokemon. I remembered all the grinding I did. Yeah. All the evolutions I went through. Man, me and those Pokemons went through some things. <laughs> so which generation? Which generation was that now? Oof, I think that's like two or three back. Okay. It's been a long time since I played a Pokemon game. I forgot that I played that one, like, all together, and I put over 60 hours into it. <laughs> that's <Jesus>. fantastic. <laughs> Anything else, Carbird? Um, Other than finally catching up on Saga Volume 4, My Secret Wars 7, um, Survivor Series, the 25th anniversary of The Undertaker. Oh, that's right. I, I you keep up. talking about that. Oh, that actually happened? Yeah, Survivor Series yeah, happened. I, I oh. choked up on his entrance, and, and I enjoyed that. And is then the Undertaker of... dead? Is he dead now? No, he's not. He's oh. undead. He's oh. the Undertaker. Oh, that's right. We that's do right. have some wrestling talk on our podcast from time to time. Yeah, I'm the wrestling nerd on it. But, um, yeah, great. You know, his entrance, tastefully done and everything. I enjoyed it. And then the rest of that I really just didn't care about. I did. No, 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 like during his entries, it was like a collage of like all his different like forms throughout the years from ninety to now. Because he debuted at the nineteen ninety Survivor Series, so it's been twenty five years. I understand. That's yeah. cool. He yeah, like he's been doing it a long time. Yeah. He has like a hundred. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I will say this, so uh, Undertaker's entrance of, at Survivor Series was the single best thing about that whole event. It was. Wow. I went I to mean, the bathroom. Because I, 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 I also will say this though, real quick. It's so long. The the end of Survivor Series was so undesirable. I laughed right. my ass off. Yeah. Yeah. It was like it was like not only did one person, Roman Reigns, win the title. One person, the person that no one, that the, the, the majority of the fan base didn't care about winning. Seamus cashes in his money in the bank briefcase and wins. Who's the other person that no. people care even less There's about? There's only one person that people care less about, and then he actually won. I laughed my ass off. I was like, oh my god, this is wrestle crap. Good job, guys. Yeah. Good job. So I was I was watching with two friends and one we watch all the pay-per-views and the other does not watch at all and he just came over to hang out and as he, that happened so with the Money in the Bank briefcase you can cash in a title shot whenever you want so within a year within a year yeah yeah, yeah. until the next pay-per-view for Money in the Bank so one guy won it legitimately which was no one really, I don't like him uh, whatever and then another guy cast in his briefcase right at the last second and just won within like 10 seconds actually 5 minutes and 15 seconds if you watch yeah. Raw um and my friend and I that do watch wrestling were talking like back like back and forth like oh this is happening yada yada and then after everything happens all the confetti's falling my other friend all of a sudden he goes what the fuck just happened <laughs> <laughs> like we weren't even real we totally forgot that he had no idea what was happening and he's watched it back in the day so he knows like championship matches and then the briefcase happened and then my friend turned and said this is why me and Maurice are not going to watch wrestling for at least six months <laughs> because the least desirable person won mm-hmm but there's always NXT. There is NXT. That never lets you down. Is, it, is that special tomorrow? No, that's uh, on December 16th. Okay. The day before Force Awakens. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Busy week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> busy week. Yes. I have no clue what you guys are talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I'm like that. Just imagine watching it. When they go off on their wrestling tangents, you just let them go. Smile and nod. We're going to do, do pocket episodes of the Codex Pride podcast. We're going to do like, oh, my God. 
Uh, NXT is just like their uh, developmental stuff. No one so, like, cares. Paw socks. Literally, okay. no one cares. Yeah. It's like the minor league <laughs> of the WWE. All right, fine. Except, <laughs> except it's like if the Paw socks were way, 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 way better than the Red Sox. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it. That's fair. That's pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, myself, I, I don't want to, I'm trying to think if I should save this for the Star Wars cast that we are also going to have oh, yeah. before the big blowout. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I, I played, uh, Battlefront, the Star Wars, the new Star Wars video game, and I read Fallen Empire, or Shadow Empire, yep. uh, like you did the, the comic book, so I don't want to get too much into it. Um, that's all I've really been up to in the past week. I did see part one of Mockingjay. That's oh. good. Nice. <laughs> that was okay. I'm a little bit behind. It's funny because I saw Ca- uh, Catching Fire right as part one came out. So now I'm just going to never watch part two ever. Okay. Because it's really never going to come out. Uh, so, uh, that's, um, yeah. So, Battle- well, you know, fuck it. Battlefront's good. I'll talk about not the Star Wars side of it. I'll talk more of the video game side of it. Sure. Uh, it's pretty much all multiplayer. Mm-hmm. So, if uh, there's kind of a wall that you hit, because you can only play so much multiplayer. Yeah. In any video game, so it's fun, but then everyone just keeps saying they slept with your mom, and <laughs> you just die over and over and over again. And there's only so many blasters from Star Wars that make you want to keep playing. <laughs> so even though it's only been a week, I may already be done. Wow! Oh, no campaign mode. <clears throat> there is no campaign at all. It doesn't exist. Now let me ask you: Did you buy the season pass for that? Game? No, I don't. No, good, I, good you know man. I don't do season passes anymore. Good man. I've been burned too many times, yeah. so I don't do those. Well, actually, I did get the uh, the pre-order for the Battle of Jakku, which actually dropped today. Hmm. So that that bleeds into the new Star Wars movie. Ah. Um, so I'll be playing that once you all leave. Cool. I go now. I played, <laughs> I played Candy Crush at lunch today. Oh, so. nice. <laughs> <laughs> What level are you on? <laughs> I think like 150 something. Oh, so is that is that impressive? I'm not sure. I if it's not, no, it's impressive to me because I didn't take it. I, I only made it. Like I gave up at like 10. Yeah. Every time I get a new phone, I have to start over. Oh. So you know, I was at like 250, and you know, I have oh. to start all over. Yeah. Well, that's so how they get you. That's how they get you. Crossy Road's a good mobile game. It is. Crossy Road. Crossy Road. Crossy yep. Road. Shooty and Skies is very good. Shooty Skies. What was the other one that I was just playing uh, recently? Mm-hmm. That Star Wars one. Yeah, I played that for a little bit. It's just Star Wars. It's just so much Star you Wars. You love Star Wars. So <laughs> Star Wars so much. Yes, you do. Oh, the Impossible Listen game. to, uh, well, well, listen to a couple yeah, of yeah, yeah, that's episodes good. back. Yeah. <laughs> you see how much... I like out- the, imp- the Impossible games. I like those. The ones that make you feel really dumb. Yeah, yeah this one's <laughs> yeah. called Literally the Impossible Game. Yeah. That's like the name. It's great. It's really hard. I've played some of those too. Nice. It is yeah. super hard. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. I actually beat that level. Oh, wow. And then nice. I have not been able to beat the next one. <laughs> I played it a lot. <laughs> I believe it. Um, but yeah, I'm still going to play. It's, it's way more fun when you're playing with friends. If you're just playing by yourself, it's it, it, because people work, you know, work in teams. So if you're not working together, you just lose a lot. And I don't like losing ever. And especially in video games, so... Why are you such a loser? Because I'm bad. Okay. I've right. lost all of my video game shooting... Because I haven't played games in so long. It's just a shooting game, like Call of Duty. I had to retire gracefully. Um, but I just haven't played it so long. I'm, I just... I, I lost it. It's gone. So Why, do, why does your mom get around so much? Because <laughs> she's a monster. <laughs> she's a monster, that's why. These are the pertinent questions. Actually, I muted... Everyone on Xbox Live that wasn't my friend, so people would stop telling me they slept with my mother. <laughs> and then, and then, like, then I, it got really weird when people were still telling you they slept with your mother. 
And that's why I'm getting text messages. I don't know how they're finding their way through, but they were. And then I couldn't talk to people that were actual friends, so I had to unmute it. Literally, the first game, I unmuted it. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> the first game. And I remuted it again. That's also part of why Online I... Online and dumb dugs. Oh my God, That's oh, also why I didn't really play too much uh, of that. But then the, the comic book, uh, Shattered Empire, um, it was also kind of... So this, the way the Star Wars gets you now, I don't forget how big a Star Wars fan you guys are. No, I think you should. Perfect. <laughs> well, so they're doing this whole lead up to the new movie where it's uh, obviously been like 30 years since episode six, six episode seven, and they're doing ga- video games, comic books, 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 all in between that time frame. And of course, I'm a huge sucker, so I have to get it all. So I read the book. Got this, a Battlefront, even though I shouldn't have, but I pre-ordered it in April because I'm a sucker. And then Shattered Empire, which also takes place. And that was pretty good, but it was very quick. I read it in like an hour. Yeah, me too. I, I read it just under an hour. And it wasn't quite what I expected. Me either. Yeah, I expected it to focus more on like the original cast le- leading up to the new movie. It, it totally didn't. Yeah, yeah. Like each one of them was in one of the uh, specific... Um, so, so, like, Luke was in one of them, Leia was in one. There was a cool little Naboo callback to episode one that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but it's really short. It was a super short. I was just like, it was an hour, and then I found, I was like, oh, it's done. I should have just read that online. <laughs> I should have just read Wikipedia, <laughs> and I would have caught up. But yeah. we're going to have a Star Wars centric episode, and it's going to be awesome. And Carl Burton, you have to see the mother- those movies. Yeah. The it's, originals. It's, it's have a- you guys like, seen the original Star Wars? Yes, a long time ago. Still counts. So, you kind of need a refresher, yeah. right? I could use a refresher. <laughs> and that's all I've But I, I, I've seen all of them, yeah. But a long time ago. I've seen Spaceballs. That works too. I will allow it. It's an awesome movie. That is great. No no shame in that. Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> Vicky, any uh, news headlines you want to bring up? Uh, yeah, I got a couple couple items up here. Um, uh, we, we did talk a bit about um, Ridley Scott's next film, uh, Alien Covenant, mm-hmm. which is his follow-up to Prometheus. Um, he actually has two planned sequels to make a full trilogy of the film, and, all, and, the, and those films will lead up to the original Alien film, which, he, which Ridley Scott directed in 1979. And, um, and he said that the new trilogy is going to explore the origins of the aliens, of the xenomorphs, the killing machines, and also like it'll answer the question of who created the humans. He'll get into, into those questions more. Hopefully, hopefully it, it'll be you know much better than Prometheus because Prometheus was kind of disappointing in that in that respect. Is that Fox? Yes, that's a Fox production. Mm. Yeah, mm. and I'm uh, pretty sure they got involved yeah. after Prometheus. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they did. <laughs> and uh, Neil Blomkamp's film is it's not canceled, but it's put on hold until really Scott's films are uh, are are done. That's awkward. Yeah. How does that work? It's like yeah. Well, yeah. well, well. We have Ridley Scott's uh, prequel trilogy yep. of the, of the Prometheus Alien Saga. Then you have Neil Blomkamp's Alien Five, mm-hmm. which I hear is going to ignore Alien Three. I don't know if you guys seen that one, but nope. Okay, so <laughs> not many have. Yeah. Well, people have, but they choose to forget it. Yeah. So uh, Alien Three is like the much maligned uh, 1992 sequel to the first two films, Alien and Aliens. But um. It sounds familiar. Yeah, hmm. but but yeah, Alien Five should continue with, with like the original cast with Michael Bean and everybody. Oh, oh wow, yeah. wow! So that's good. that should be pretty interesting. That's cool. Hmm. Yeah, and also while we're talking about sequels and reboots, um, if if you guys remember uh, Brendan Fraser's uh, '90s uh, series, The Mummy, I love uh, the Mummy series uh, so much. <laughs> there's actually um, there's actually going to be a reboot of the Mummy series starring Tom Cruise. Oh, mm. what? 
Yeah, he's in talks to star in the uh, upcoming uh, Mummy franchise reboot. It's gonna take place in the modern day, unlike uh, the unlike uh, mm -hmm. the 30s, I believe, in that yeah. original series. Yep. Yeah. And um, super random. And the Mummy, it's actually gonna be like part of like a new cinematic universe where Universal they're gonna unleash all of their old movie monsters like Wolfman, Dracula. Frankenstein, they're all gonna have their own movies and they're gonna come together into like into like one big Avenger style monster mash. Oh yeah. With Tom Cruise, so <laughs> that, very that sounds very expensive. With Tom Cruise, you said? Yep, Tom Cruise will be in it. He's somehow. The mummy and they already did Dracula too. Oh, that yeah. was part of it, right? Uh yeah, Universal the did Dracula. The untold story or whatever. Well that's that's a to that's entirely different. Oh, so that's not in their shared universe? That was a no. good movie, by the way. Dracula yeah. Untold? That was good. Okay, I so that. yeah, they're gonna recast, reboot everything from scratch. Dracula two again? Yeah, there's gonna be a whole. Well, they're different Dracula. Uh, Dracula Untold was not the so. classic Dracula movie monster. Yeah, oh. was it Dracula? It was Dracula. Oh, okay, sort of. Just a different version. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, but it's not part of this uh, universe. No, gotcha. Okay, because yeah. I really like the Mummy. I love those Brandon Fraser movies. Yeah, the movie was good. Yeah, just yeah. not the Chinese one. The third one. I was a big fan of that one. Yeah, well, that was Jet one with Lee the Lee. yeah Jet Li. Uh, I didn't see that one. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that, that should be pretty interesting. I mean, although, like I said, like we, we mentioned this before, there's, there are too many cinematic universes coming out. I think they're just milking fans for all their work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there going to be a, a Lambda Project's cinematic universe? <laughs> do, all your, do all your music videos tie together? I think that's called a reel. <laughs> um, now, when you guys um get... Uh, so, walk us through the process of the music videos. Like, just someone come to you? Do you reach out to them? How does that work? So it's been both ways. So mm -hmm. there's been, um, so word of mouth is our best customer, right? Mm -hmm. um, so there's been artists who reach out to us. Hey, we're looking to do this type of video. Oh, we have this song that we, we really want to work with you on. And there's also been artists that we've reached out to. Hey, we love your, um, your music, your style. We have this idea and concept for a video. Let's work together. So it's kind of been both ways. Mm -hmm. um, in the last year or so. Now, um, when you reach out to them, because I, I, I know you said you would be able to sit there and listen, watch music videos, listen to music. Yeah, yeah. Is it, are you, do you try more local? Is it all local, local, local to try to get that base? So definitely, um, definitely local for right now, especially with um, lower budgets, right? Mm -hmm. So right. Um, you have to consider like travel expenses and meeting up and all this other stuff. So right now it's more local, um, but bigger budgets, bring bigger opportunities. Right. <laughs> so we're definitely open to um, expanding outside of Rhode Island. Awesome. And how, how can people contact you? The Lambda Projects at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. um, we're on Facebook, like page, um, Instagram. Now, the Lambda Projects.com. I have some questions about your non-music video work. Like yes. I obviously <clears throat> most, most the greater majority of your work yeah. is music video, so I, I understand um, that obviously you have a passion for music and all yeah. that. Um, but I did notice on your page that you have some other stuff on there. Um, Bloody Roses, that trailer, that looks like it's something that is... What was that? That was the name of it, right? Dead, Dead Roses. Dead Roses, yeah. damn it. See, I'm terrible with names. I told Christina, I've been, wait, I've, been wait, I've been waiting since she put it on Instagram. Uh, so that looks cool. So is that is that a film project? Because that very much looks like it's branching out from what you're doing. Or is that another video? Like, well, what is going on there? Can you give us a little... I know it's a sneak peek on there. <laughs> but can you give us a little more flavor here? Just let us know what's going on. Yeah, definitely. Honestly? It was never meant to be anything more than what it was. It was just, uh, and I, it that's was just, a surprise. Really no, 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 listen, no. Carl, listen. It, it just came off of just like because 
the music videos come far in between. It's like we have one, and then we'll have a couple months where we won't have something. So it's just something to get a something to get a project out, something for us to work on, uh, just to do. And it was just based off a couple of bullet point ideas, and then we just one day was like, okay, I want to shoot this. So we just shot it, and then we've gotten like positive feedback from it. Mm -hmm. So now we want to develop it into uh, a bigger project. Yeah, so that's something that we're working on, we're writing to try to make into um, uh, a short film. And I know, Carl, you've been waiting on Dead Roses. Stay tuned, my friend. <laughs> the moment that posted, Carl was like, this is dope. Where, where can I get the rest of it? When's it coming out? So, Carl, we definitely got you. You'll be the first one to preview that. You'll get that special preview. Um, but, yeah, so that's something that's our winter project, um, Dead Roses, that we're working on. Because, you know, we have full-time jobs, part-time mm. jobs, classes, all types of stuff, too, going on. Yep. So, um, yeah, so it comes, you know, everywhere in between. So when you're talking about doing the 48-hour film festivals, right, of course, we'd like to be involved in, in, in those types of festivals, too. Mm -hmm. But you have to consider, right, work and, and schedules yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and that sure. sort of thing. So um, I think that that's one of the barriers that we've faced mm -hmm. is um, time commitment outside of our regular jobs yeah. and being able to fit it in with everything else in, in our lives too, mm -hmm. so. For sure. Yeah. But because of all the positive feedback we got, we definitely wanna um, take our time and kinda um, make sure it's everything that it should be and that mm -hmm. it's supposed to be so that when people watch the trailer and then they watch the film and it's just like, okay. <laughs> like, you don't wanna give your hopes up, so we wanna definitely work into it and make sure that it's the best project that we can put out. Okay, so yeah, now that's a great look. Who was that? That was me. <laughs> Now, are you guys like horror fans at all? Do you enjoy inspiration from that genre? What What's funny is I every every idea that I come up with it has to do with death. It has to do with blood. It has to do with somebody doing something inappropriate. And so, um, <laughs> but I love these romantic comedies, right? But when I'm when I'm thinking of a film and what I'd I'd like to see, I think of people dying. I think of blood. I think of this gory scene. And so, um, that's where where I'm where my mind's. Okay. That one, I'm thinking. Yeah, I, it's funny because I wanted to ask about that because I noticed like with a, a like three of your videos with the Dead Roses trailer and there's one video uh, by Zeus called Commencement. Yeah, yeah Commencement. Like and, uh, yeah, it's cool. And yeah. YBS uh, tomorrow maybe. I noticed yeah. that. I noticed that you guys visit there's very dark. There's a little dark, theme going on. Very, <laughs> very dark, very macabre themes and like dealing yeah. with like death and depression. I which, think those were my two favorite videos actually. Yeah. Which 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 really which really stood out to me. So I, I thought I thought it was pretty interesting that you guys would would you know visit visit those themes and tackle them head on and especially there's some really strong imagery especially with the commencement video if you guys yeah. wanted to talk a bit about that especially with the whole uh dragging the, the body, body yeah and, and throughout the woods now did you guys film that in roger williams park was that? Lincoln, Woods. Lincoln. lincoln woods yeah. okay i thought it was roger williams yeah, yeah. Yeah. yes yes all the time <laughs> <laughs> so commencement um was our most recent um work with zeus um that came out a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. and um it was done in one day. There was a lot of preparation, discussion, treatments um, that went into that um, into that video. The body we created. The body. Um, I don't know if you want to give out secrets, but it basically Pinterest. Yeah, Pinterest helped <laughs> us build that body, <laughs> and it looked it looked all the way real. So you gotta kind of work with what you got, and um, you know, fake it till you make it. Sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> For sure. That's what we've been doing for 22 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 22 more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll make it. We'll make it. And as you guys watch different music videos, are there any uh, particular music video directors you guys, you guys uh, favor? <coughs> um, 
I actually am bad with names as well, um, but I did write a little list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of um, yeah, like a lot of a lot of uh, J Cole videos. Um, yeah. I really like the story element and the short uh, the short story um, style of a music video. I'm not too into the the kind of the stand around and just rap to the camera. That's a lot of a lot of our early videos. That's what the concept was, mm -hmm. and that's because of what the artist what they want it. Yeah. So our last, it's what, last three? Four. Four? Yeah. We really tried to um, instill and get the artists to think about concepts, mm -hmm. whether it's the story or something that goes on in particular in the video to get you away from doing the talking head type thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm a real fan of the story element. Um, there's a couple of uh, directors that I, I really like. Um, Rick, Cordera, Rick Cordera, he was... Um, someone that I kind of attached to like early on. Um, he did a couple of things with, um, with Jay-Z. Um, he's worked with um, a lot of great people and he actually start, started doing music videos and then transferred into doing films. So I think that music videos is a great outlet to kind of help me transfer, help us transfer into doing films. Um, one tr uh, music video, it's actually like kind of like Dead Roses. It was just a trailer, never meant to be a film. Um, was the um, On the Run trailer, the Jay Z and Beyonce? Yeah, mm -hmm. when I seen that, I was like, Oh, is that a movie? Like, yeah. what's going on here? And I thought it was just so dope that it was just a trailer just to promote the concert and what was going on. But it was just like the story element and everything that was, was inside that trailer. Just it was just to me, it was just amazing, and it was done by a female director. So that kind of, you know, gave me the hope and inspiration that, you know, we too can create products like that. Um, her name is um, Melina, uh, I'm going to mispronounce it, Makatakis. But to me, that was, like, just so dope. I just, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. Knowing that now, it's really, uh, it makes it a lot more interesting seeing your work from everything that you have on YouTube, just because I saw a lot of that, um, just standing around rapping stuff that mm -hmm. you were talking about, and you could kind of see the progression and the creativity that you've added into mm -hmm. your latest projects. Now, I didn't look at, like, dates and times, so I'm sure that obviously that stuff um, either will match up based on when you did it or when, it, it, I don't know if you uploaded it all at once or mm -hmm. whatever, but no that um, it's pretty cool because you could definitely see like the stuff that that I liked yeah. was the stuff that you actually put work into uh, you know getting uh, developing the concepts um, you know with, with the artist clearly mm -hmm. um, and uh, like Victor said the ones you mentioned Zeus and and uh, tomorrow maybe yep. um, yeah, that those were by far my two favorites and Thank those you. had like really cool elements um, story elements and again like I mentioned earlier I tend to just pay it more attention to that yeah. when I see any type of film work so um that stuff was really cool um and i did want to ask um actually i was kind of surprised when victor told me that lambda project or carl actually um told me lambda projects was actually a female duo because a lot of that um other stuff was rap and and i'm yeah. like man i wonder how they feel <laughs> like, about, you know being behind the scenes working with these guys and everything that they're saying is all disparaging the women and calling you know bitch this bitch that da 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 da, da very much you know hip-hop rap um stuff uh, so, you know, how, how, how was that like challenging for you to do that to kind of be behind the scenes and work with those guys? Because obviously that is how they, that's their yeah. mentality. Um, I think it was for me, it was, um, I'm just trying to produce 
um, produce visuals. Mm -hmm. Like if that's what you're saying, your your music, so be it. Um, I don't take offense to it because I know it doesn't apply to me. Mm -hmm. I don't have anybody calling. I hope not (laughs) 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 calling me those names and stuff like that. And I know it's derogatory towards women in general. But if I don't take it personal and I know it's not against me, um, I'm just trying to put out a story. Whatever the story may be. I'm just trying to put it out there because at the end of the day, that's what I am. I'm a visual person mm-hmm. and that's what I want to do. Um, working with hip hop artists, particularly the guys, it's it's not intimidating. It's frustrating because of the fact that they want their product right then and there. We shoot tonight. I want it tomorrow. <laughs> forty-eight-hour film project. That's what we're trying to get it done for the forty-eight-hour film project. <laughs> that may work for some, but I like to. I like to make sure that every I have my all my eggs in the basket and mm-hmm. make sure everything is done the way it should be and not. You know, your budget is yay big, and if you wanted a bigger but if you had a bigger budget, then I could produce. You want to have the drop of a hat? I'll give you the drop of a hat. But if we're working with such a small budget, then let me take my time to make that small budget look like a big budget. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, what's what's that saying when they um they have a budget of um of uh, a VA big but want a Hollywood champagne taste with yes. their money? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And you know, it doesn't only reflect the artist; it reflects us because we're artists as well. So I don't want to put out a crap video. Yeah, even that's if, one thing I can say about all the work that, that you have on there. It's all super clean. Like, yeah, it's actually yeah. really nice visually. It's very well done. Thank you. Um, yeah, like I said, we don't want to put out crap stuff because if we put out crap stuff, then we're not going to get any more work. Mm-hmm. So it's like I want to put my best foot forward, even though you your concept that you presented to me may be yay big, but I want to make that yay big to yay bigger. Mm-hmm. So, and I think for me, not having. Um, any film or production background. It was just about finding my voice about what I want you to do to make sure that this is happening the way that it's supposed to be. Um, and being kind of on set and telling people no or yes and being able to find that space and that voice to do that, um, whether it's the, whether the artist is a woman or a man, um, being able to, to do that and do it well. And I think it's something that I'm still growing and learning mm-hmm. um, in. Um, the mommy Sadie star video um, that was the first video I directed um, so oh, nice. you know it was like 90, gr- 90 degrees outside <laughs> she's baking in the sun laying on fur and I'm like okay uh, I think I want you to do this so how am I gonna say and all these things are going on in my head but I think because um, she was she's uh, flexible and understanding and kind of understood that this was the first time I was directing on my own um, it was a little bit more manageable for me, but until you open your mouth and you're saying those those words on what I'm expecting you to do and how to do it um, and what we're doing next, you don't know what you don't know, right? And so um, I think that that was a really good learning curve for me to be able um, to take that kind of head on. Now, was that shot in Newport? In Newport, yeah. That was a stolen, Gorilla, stolen yeah. location, That's, too. Uh, okay. That's Sadie Star? That's yeah. Sadie Star, yeah. yeah. No. Now, uh, oh, yeah. the warm-up, which, which is one of my favorites. The warm-up, yeah. yeah I like From, that. like, when y'all first... Hey, like, Land the Project, that was one of my favorites. Now, that seems pretty inspirational. Can you tell me about that one? Like, what was the... That was actually the first video I shot with the camera that I got. Um, I, I like, I'm a big J. Cole fan. I like um, a lot of his music, all of his music, actually. Um, 
and it was just me saying to a friend, I want to shoot something. I just got this camera. Can we go shoot something? Mm -hmm. And I shot, I got my, my camera was what, maybe three, three years old? Three and a half, maybe. Yeah, so I just put that up maybe a couple of months ago, but that footage is, is old. That's from when I first got my camera. That was the first thing that I shot. Um, and at first, I was going to put it to, um, was it Kanye, all of the lights? And then I was working with it, and I was like, mm, no. So I revisited that song, and that I felt that it was kind of... Um, it's a good I, fit, yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah, it, it did. What, what, what he was saying and how we took the element of her <coughs> playing basketball by herself, like, that was her warm-up to maybe, like, a bigger game or a bigger, you yeah. know, the next step. That was her warm-up, and, you know, he says some things, you know... Um, inspirational stuff so I just wanted to match make sure that matched better than the first uh, track that I chose and if you watch when you watch the video when the train goes by and you hear it, it goes and that that part gets me every time <laughs> it's perfect that's cool so do you have um, particular artists that you sort of have built a relationship with do you have any working relationships where you do all of the videos because i noticed that um sadie star you have a couple of her videos on your page so is that uh, one of uh, any artist that you sort of have a relationship with you said she's a good friend of yours but is she like an exclusive or do you do you like look to build relationships like that or is it just sort of as a you know as they come basis that you do the videos so Sadie Star that friendship came because of video production mm -hmm. so I had um, we were Instagram followers and I had reached out to her who does your um, video work because your 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 vocals are, are fantastic and so we connected um, with her and her manager at the time, Brandy, and we just started talking, and one thing led to another, and then we started doing music videos um, with her, and then that friendship built from there. So the friendship wasn't before, so that nice. kind of became um, came from um, Instagram, so Instagram friends. Um, <laughs> you better not film anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> we have um, we have a couple of videos too that we've done with um, Willie Motes, the rapper in Providence too, um, but we we don't want to do all uh, work with the same artist over and over we want to make sure that we um highlight a lot of the, the local talent that's in rhode island mm -hmm. um not to say that we don't want to work with artists mm -hmm. again because we, we do um you know different products different visions but it's, it's also nice to see different styles and, and different um talent and and music that other folks are are creating too but i think it speaks you know a uh, um, volume to say that we started the first artist music artist that I worked with was Drew Barrows and I got his contact from um, my sister who um, dates his cousin or something like that and he was just looking for a video and then after that it kind of snowballed into more videos with him and I just I appreciate the fact that he came back to me time mm -hmm. after time and then the Willie Motes that came from the um, his people uh, viewing one of Drew's videos and then we worked um, a couple of projects after that So I, I appreciate the fact that they come back to us mm -hmm. um, But like I said um, like she said, um, it's also good for us to have um, a diverse uh, uh, Group of, of artists to work with and not necessarily just the same mm -hmm. ones But like I said, I appreciate and you know I'm grateful that they've come to us time after time because from one video all of our videos actually snowballed from that very first Drew Barrow yeah. video. That's, you know, that's how that came about. 
It's all about that networking. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Also, another another cool video that I, that I also saw was the uh, behind the scenes reel with the uh, open. Mm -hmm. Open. Yes. Open. Yeah. Yeah, it's guys... open without the e. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. So um, there's uh, so the behind the scenes. Um, I met Gia actually through Mercedes uh, Sadie Star. Um, so that came from the relationship with Sadie Star and doing. Um, a behind the scenes for 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 Sadie Star for a photo shoot for her um, she mix album cover, um, so that was actually in was it Fall River, mm -hmm. um, and they did a photo shoot. So we did the behind the scenes work for OPN's um, T-shirt line for um, for them, and then did the interview with uh, with Gia. So that that was pretty good, and you know that that friendship came from that behind the scenes and working with that too. So. Um, what we what we're noticing too is that it's Rhode Island small, yep. you know, oh, yeah. and it's really about relationships. Absolutely. It's really about who you know and that that word of mouth and hey, this person did my video and I saw it on your page and you know now we have people coming up coming to us whether it's you know on the street in the mall, uh, Facebook, Inst you know wherever it is and saying hey, if you need it, uh a model or an actor or an actress, you know, I'm, I'm available and want to work with you. You know, I might not sing or I might not be any good, but we want to work with you. Um, you know, we had an intern on the, the Zeus commencement nice. uh, video. Granted, you know, um, yeah, uh, TJ Smith, and, um, you know, he, he came for a couple of hours. He helped out, and, and that was great. And it, it gives him exposure. It gives us some help, too. Mm -hmm. um, so people want to work with us, and it's, it's a good feeling, and we want to work with them. And I think with the, the OPM behind, behind the scenes, it was different from the music videos because we didn't have control of what was going on. We were just there to strictly to okay. film. So we filmed that. Yeah, it was and, pretty raw, yeah, but it was good. It yeah. took care yeah. of the editing yeah. part. So every, we didn't produce it, we didn't direct it or anything. We was just there for one mm -hmm. portion of it, which was to mm -hmm. film. Um, which, uh, you know, it was different than the... It, wasn't, it was a story in itself, kind of, but it wasn't our story but we created it to make it our story as well because of how we put it together and stuff like that yeah. so yeah. I actually wanted to ask um that that the question that brought up to me was um just if you you know besides your film work just on a personal level like do you have uh any personal involvement in the lgbt community um is that something that you're sort of close to or anything like that i i don't i don't um not any organizations in particular. No, gotcha. not not any organizations in particular. It's funny that you you asked that because a couple of weeks ago I mentioned to Kendall um, about volunteering for Youth Pride um, in Providence, um, but definitely part of the community um, at, on the URI campus. So I work at URI. So um, definitely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so definitely there, but not necessarily in Providence or. Gotcha. Yeah. Where did the name Lambda come from? So, the Lambda Projects, um, projects because it's a collection of visual art, not just um, one specific um, kind, but it also could include um, short films, paint, documentaries, yeah. short films, you know, different types. So, Lambda um, is actually, it also means um, wavelength, right? Oh. So, um, when Kendall and I started talking about scripts and her... Um, her film that she was trying to develop originally that we started working on together um, we were kind of like on the same page all the time so we kind of called it like this wave hmm. and so that's where lambda came from so it came from wavelength which also means lambda hmm. so that's where the lambda projects came from okay, cool. 
And uh, are there any uh, artists or filmmakers or individuals or groups that you guys really want to work with in the future? Somebody that, that makes you go, man, we really want to collaborate with these folks. Are you talking local-wise or? Like local or even beyond the scope of Rhode Island or even New England? Well, local, I've already had the opportunity. I worked with, um, he's my favorite local artist here, um, John Holt. Yeah. So I had an opportunity to work with him, and it was just like when he reached out to me, and he was like, the first thing he said, he looked at um, one of the videos, he was like, oh, Kendall, you do hood videos like that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, that's just how it happened to be. So I had an opportunity to work with him, and um, like I was just like kind of like locally starstruck. <laughs> just like, and it's funny because we. We went to the same like middle school and like um, played on the same basketball teams and stuff like that. And it was like I had the chance to work with someone that I really appreciate their music and and how far that they're coming locally and also outside of uh, Rhode Island. So it was a great opportunity that I was able to work with him. And anybody famous, I'm just gonna have to say J. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, you know, lately we've been talking about, most recently, excuse me, um, about a, a separate project that Kendall, for the most part, is, is developing um, to highlight artists that we want to highlight, too. Um, so I don't know if you're ready to kind of talk about we that. Or maybe... Are we going to get a scoop? <laughs> oh, that's um, out of the bag. Might as well talk but, about it now. Um, definitely, definitely highlighting um, <laughs> artists that we that we desire to highlight, not necessarily mm -hmm. that have come to us mm -hmm. in any in any type of way. Um, but if you want to... I'll put it out into the universe that way. When I put it <laughs> out to the universe, the universe will give it back to me and I will produce it. Um, it's a project called Chaotic Poetry that um, originally I had um, thoughts of this back in 09, but it never really came about anything. Um, so I've been... I, it's been going back and forth in my mind and as of late, it's been like really, really, really heavy in my mind. Um, I love art. I love any form of art. So for me, it's like, I wish I could be a DJ. I wish I could paint. I wish I could design websites. I wish I could rap, sing, dance, whatever. I wish I could do all those things. So because I physically can't do all those things, I want to live vicariously through other artists and I want to highlight what it is that they do. And I don't want it to be just like a talking head type interview. I want to make sure that the visuals, the sound, the story, is emotionally pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring the tissues. I want, sure to pick what you said that, by the way. <laughs> I want to I profile these artists and I want to make sure that when you see that whatever type of artwork that they do, that you, even if you're not into that particular uh, type of, of work, that you feel some kind of connection and you feel moved by whatever it is that they do. And I just that's something that I've been wanting to do for a very, very long time. And I'm a big fan of Instagram. So with Instagram, I'm always screenshotting different things. And I've been able to find um, a lot of local people here that are doing like great things. Like Providence is like an awesome place for arts and culture. It's like mm -hmm. we have so much here, but people tend to step out of Rhode Island to bring it elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So I want to bring Rhode Island to that elsewhere. So I want to bring all of our local people and give it to the world. I just, like I said, it's, it's all the things that I wish I could do that I can't. So I want to live through that. That was really cool. That's what's up. Stay so, tuned. Yes. Remember that starts, we'll let you know we're available. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely be back to have you on for that. Um, and uh, once again, where, where can everyone find you guys? So Instagram at the Lambda Projects, the Lambda, L-A-M-B-D-A Projects. 
um, like page on Facebook, uh, thelambdaprojects.com, thelambdaprojects.gmail.com. Don't forget the S at the end because I found on YouTube another page called The Lambda Project. Oh, no, yeah, don't forget yes. the S. The Lambda Project. <laughs> yes. So we are The Lambda Project. The Lambda Projects, a collection of many. Yes. <laughs> wow, not just one. Jack and the name. So we just need a website to match some Callbird. Uh, <laughs> so if you can get on that, where, where can they find yeah. us, oh, Also, oh, we might need a YouTube oh, channel. Oh, that would be great. What? Who? Harrison is going to sit back. Listen, our work is done. Our work, we created the podcast. <laughs> we were the first two to discuss. That is true. So when you guys, shows later. Yep. So when you guys film the true story, you start with us. <laughs> Victor come in, be awesome. Uh, where can they find the quarter that means, podcast? That, that means that got to be the last one. Right. That's oh, cool. We saved the best one. <laughs> exactly. But uh, you can find us on uh, Instagram um, at Codex Prime Podcast, uh, SoundCloud at Codex Prime Podcast as well. Um, Facebook, Codex Prime Podcast, Twitter, Codex Prime Cast. I was getting winded after I say that. <laughs> <laughs> We're everywhere yeah. except YouTube <laughs> or a web page. Stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Where can they get you get? Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Victor Omoyo. Oh, is that like a French <laughs> social media site? That's that that nah, you know, just put a little little style on it, you know? <laughs> Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Victor Omoyo, and you can also find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash user slash V Omoyo. Oh, so that guy I followed at OMG Criterion Collection is not you? <laughs> Damn! No. no. <laughs> um, I, if you want to start following me on Twitter, because I started doing a little live tweeting lately. Oh. I mentioned this for the the Patriots games. Not this past one, thankfully, because that would not ended well. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to start doing it for the wrestling pay-per-views, so Maurice.Cerullo. But I'll probably do it from the uh, the Codex Prime podcast yeah, so itself. Who cares about yours? No one. I, that's no one that. <laughs> I like it for myself. I like to go back and reread it and be like, that was really funny. I'm going to write that down and use it tomorrow. <laughs> so that was really great. Uh, that's a lot of fun. It's, but uh, for a while, I was like, I don't get Twitter, but it was a lot of fun. Hmm. Too much fun. Hmm. We're live tweet the show now. We're live tweet everything. Walking down the street, it's gonna be awesome. You still keep saying that you're gonna periscope and never do it. <laughs> that was it. That's what I was. Fudge. <laughs> you're uh, right. I am a very private person, so you can mind your own business. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's where you can find me. <laughs> Throwing shade at the listeners. <laughs> But uh, Kendall and Christina, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank You're you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. thank you. Yeah, that was definitely a pleasure. Always welcome back. And as the you know, stay tuned for uh, for that, we will uh, definitely have you back on, hopefully, in the near future. Yes. But thank you guys, and uh, hope you guys enjoyed yourselves. Yeah, yeah thank you. Any listening emails? Not this week, no. It yes, was a, uh, it was a holiday weekend. Yes, email us at codexprimepodcast at gmail.com. Send us your love, ma- love mails, hate mails, everything in between. Mm-hmm. We will read them all. And review us on iTunes. Yeah, review us on iTunes. That's always a big help. Yeah, yeah. Constructive criticism is well accepted. (laughs) (laughs) We listen and we take it to heart. Yeah. But thank you all for listening and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Later, nerds. Later. Peace out, everybody. Peace out. Bye.